Welcome to episode 16 of the Connect 2 podcast, season 2. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I Thanks, Mark. just whacked myself into my <laughs> Okay. But, Technical uh, problems already. There you go. Off to a great start. So, uh, if you're new to the podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. We are Connect 2, connecting the two of us. Uh, today, we have coffee. We do every week. We have coffee. Oh, this is true, but it's, it's a new coffee. Yeah, it's a new coffee bag. Uh, what do I have? Uh, I just was looking at it. It is mm. from Prevost, Quebec. It is called Ofajuki. Aha! Uh -huh. And it is supposed to have flavors of brownie, almond, and rose. Oh yeah! And it is from Brazil, the region of Rio Pana. Panaiba, Cerrado Minero. Um, it is a yellow catue, and the process is natural. Nice. There you go. It's tasty. It's very nice. Is it? I haven't tried it yet. Is it a little, little bitter, bitter, maybe? But um, yeah, it's got a bit of an aftertaste, but very nice, bold, rich. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a if you have a chocolate that's a little too much. Cocoa. Yeah. Aftertaste. Yeah, that's a good description. Okay. It's good. Anyway, it's uh very tasty. Very tasty. Uh what's your dad joke? <laughs> I found out my son uh thinks there's only twenty five letters in the alphabet. <laughs> no, why? He doesn't know why. Oh boy. <laughs> know, that's a classic dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's writing these jokes, putting them on the internet. Well, know? there's just never an in, an unending uh, an ending stream. I mean, I'm just I mean, I'm afraid for the calendar because its days are numbered. Oh, there you go. See, I saw that one too. I was looking at them up on YouTube. So, yeah. Well, why do dads <laughs> take uh <laughs> Why do dads um, check that there's a, so why do dads bring an extra pair of socks when they're golfing? Guess there's a hole in one? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We might be on the same website. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, the greatest technology in the history of the human race, we use it for stupid things. Well, you know, it's the wonderful. thing I find really, <laughs> really remarkable, because when, uh, well, we can talk about things I learned. This would be one of the things yeah, I yeah. learned. Okay. Well, you know, I remember... A time when you go on the internet to try and find something and right. you spend hours and never find anything yep. of the thing you were looking for. And then at some point in time, you got uh, Google and Siri right. and uh, you go, hey, I'm not going to say it. Hey, S-I-R-I. -I. Yeah, we don't want to trigger because anything. Because we'll trigger, the, trigger, trigger the, 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 uh, the Apple devices. Or hey Google, same thing. You end up with um, you. You could say search this, and they would never find anything relevant. Sure. But I'll tell you, it's getting really good. It's remarkable how how much better it is in terms of searching and getting things that are reasonably relevant. Right. Like we've looked for really obscure stuff lately. Okay. So I was trying to find out. Uh, I'm a big fan. Of Dave Matthews, especially now. It's yeah. kind of, I kind of did it in the wrong order. I kind of was kind of intrigued by Dave Matthews. Then I went and saw him at the Gorge. And now I'm just like 
my wife and I are kind of obsessed about him because it's just like it's we're getting more and more into the music. It's right. really quite remarkable. Cool. But um like Dave Matthews, um it clearly is a bit of a fan of Peter Gabriel. I think there are some of his songs really sound like Peter Gabriel. Okay, like Peter okay. Gabriel post Genesis. Sure. And um uh and I'm quite a big fan of of uh of Peter Gabriel and I said to my wife, "Yeah, I remember I remember when we saw him live." And she said, "Wait, we haven't seen him live cuz she said, I've seen him live when we, there was like an Amnesty International concert in the late 80s that she went to that oh, I wow. was unable to go to. That's the last time she saw him, or at least she thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, so we did the Hey SIRI, and uh, went, you know, when is the last time P Peter Gabriel played? And it came up with the date, and we're going like, wow. Yeah, he came here with Sting, and I'm going like, oh yeah, I remember that concert. Okay, and, sure. And then Lori, my my wife went through and started looking through her photos, and in fact, she's got video from that night. Oh, there and, you go. Uh, so, I mean, so how long ago was that? It was 2017. Okay, not that far back. No, it's not that yeah. far back, but but uh, I remember vaguely see, seeing it, and then she's she's bringing it up, and she goes like, I recorded like a three minute video here. And uh, of one of the songs, and went, yeah, yeah, that was, that was the yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. You know, it's funny, uh, but the ability to ask the ask ask the right question, ask the internet for yep. this, and you like this—that's a really weird, obscure question. Yeah, I sometimes I'll find like old appliances or old cameras, or and you can you know you can you can find like the user manuals or. Yep. Or some kind of weird. It used to be really hard to do that. Specific. How do you make this do that? Um, yeah, like my kids, somebody gave them uh, some remote control tanks. Uh, they never worked real, very well, but this was like already a used thing. And uh, I found the, uh, the instruction manual. So there's websites that just have these vast repositories of instructions from old stuff in PDF form. And it's, it's quite amazing, really. It really is. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. It's kind of interesting. Um, so what things did you learn this week? Oh, that's that's one of the things I learned, but <sighs> you know, <laughs> I think sometimes I'm reluctant to learn anything because man, there's so much bad news out there. But I learned something interesting that's kind of positive. I was watching uh Lex Friedman, who's a podcaster, was uh, he's interviewing this week uh, Ray Kurzweil, the futurist inventor of uh the synthesizer multimillionaire ray kurzweil is a, a like is a genius futurist right and he's been talking about um the singularity for decades the singularity uh, yeah when humans and and machines will become merge okay. and he's uh 2029 he's consistently uh predicted that but here's the good piece of news they were talking about it seems like everything is so bad and he was like, you know what? It's There's a perception of that. He just wrote a new book and he said, I got like 80 charts. And he goes, here's an example. He goes, uh, we asked people if poverty, global poverty was better or worse or the same as it was 20 years ago. And, you know, they surveyed people and something like 65% of the people said it's worse or a lot worse. And he's like, the actual answer is it is significantly better. 
Really? Yeah. But only 1% of the respondents picked that as an answer. So, you know, so the, the we have this perception of things being horrible. And let's be honest, there's a lot of horrible things. Well, you know, the funny thing is, but it's when not you, all horrible. When you asked that question, I was going like, I think it's better. Yeah. But I don't have any proof of no, that. No, exactly. So and, apparently uh, in his book, he does. Right? Well, that's very cool. Uh, and then he gave an example of a whole bunch of other stuff that's got better. Uh, again, on a global stage, right? Uh, literacy rates have gone much higher, where mm -hmm. they're almost 100% in, in a lot of countries. Now, there's still places where they're low. But again, looking when you pull back and look at it globally, uh, life expectancy, because, you know, in, in like 1900, it was 42. Uh, and now it's, you know, 86. So, yeah. There's been a lot of changes. There's been some, you know, there's these little minor bumps. Although apparently you, the life expectancy has dipped because of COVID. Yeah, but that to me is is a uh, that's like if we detonated a nuclear weapon and people were like, oh, life expectancy <laughs> yeah, went exactly, down. Exactly, exactly. It's a it's a punctuated. <laughs> it's a short event, term, short term. Uh, in a long term trend line, right? Very much. Um, and I think the media plays a big part of that. We're constantly bombarded with how bad things are, and yeah, there there are short term bad things, but you know, overall, uh, we're probably living in the best period of time well, I and more you, and I, more of us are probably living in, in a, the best period of time than we ever have in the history of humanity well i so, ask, ask you a question yay do, go home you do know. you think your children will have a better standard of living or a worse standard of living than you well that's a tough question because how do you define standard of living well right? just uh, just what they had to go through I think it's going to be better in some in some respects. I think it's going to be different or potentially worse in others. You know, fair enough. As North Americans, most people think we've it's lived going to be worse. Well, and again, it it depends who you're talking to, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think your circumstances are better than your parents or worse? Oh, they're worse right now. In or some respects, right now, or let's say two years ago uh well two years ago they were worse really yeah okay in in some respects i did the math for my class yesterday so we were doing a um a chapter on sustainability and uh in terms of not only environmental but but human sustainability and i ran the numbers my parents bought a house and this is not an uncommon story right so my parents bought a house in 1968 because I was already born, bought a, a suburb of Montreal, nice bungalow, you know, nothing like off the charts, but not a small little house, right? They bought that house for $15,000 in 1968. Now, yes, salaries were not great, right? But it they was... sold that house in the late 90s for about 300 grand. So it was a 20-fold increase, okay? So, right. so we bought our house. We were lucky here in Edmonton. We we timed it well. We bought our house, which is pretty, you've been there. It's a pretty big house. Yep. Uh, it's not you know, it's not a seventy eight, but, it's, but it's, you know, yeah. we bought it for about two fifty. Oh wow, that's at, a good price. Yeah, it was a good price, right? I don't know what we're gonna sell it for. Maybe we're hoping like if we could sell it for six hundred, right? To match the twenty percent, twenty times, we'd have to sell it for five million bucks, and that is never gonna happen, right? Maybe in Vancouver. Well. Yeah, I mean, there's another good point. But even in Vancouver, my my father's cousin 
bought a house. They bought a house in Vancouver in like 1960. I don't know what they paid for it, right? But it's up by the University Endowment Lands. Yeah, and yeah. they sold it for several million dollars um, when they when they retired and pre passed away. And I'd been there again. Nice house, but not updated. You know. But just by virtue of where it is. Well, the trouble know. with housing, so, housing as a comparator is the problem is that housing is an expense. And at times it can be an investment. Um, it's not, it's often not a great investment. Sometimes you get sometimes those, you hit you the home lucky. run. Oh, yeah. But in general, I mean, you still have to pay for housing. So a lot of time housing is like when you get in and when you get out. And it's that... All that matters is those two points in yeah. time. Because if you have a house today and you want to move to a new house, well, you sold it and you're sure you got more money, but now you have to pay more money for the new house that you bought. That's right. No, and, exactly. Uh, so it's, a, it's a bit it's, of a mugs it's, game. It, it's in, yeah. until you're actually exiting right. the housing market. And usually that's really late in life. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, exactly. sometimes on purpose, sometimes <laughs> not. Um, but um and housing is, I think it's a bit tricky because I think for a lot of people, especially the generation before us, it was their only investment. Right. And um, and that's a problem. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. So, you, so uh, it's a complicated question, right? So, like, so do I, I think we're better off in terms of access to information and even healthcare standards? Yeah, I do. Um, and again, white privilege speaking here, right? Um my parents did not have university degrees. I think if I had had the same level of education that they did, I'd have done much worse, yeah. right? But I had opportunities to access higher education. Well, the problem I see is that the cost of your education, so you had access to the education, but you spent a certain amount of money. The co corresponding amount of money is not what our kids would be spending no to go. it's not even close no i know it's astronomical how much they need to just get the same education you have exactly and for for me i mean like i i got an engineering degree and you know the averages that you needed to get in were not astronomical like no. I, I was a reasonably good student i wasn't like a stellar i did not apply myself i was lazy and uh, <laughs> um, I will tell you that uh, that the 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 values the the marks you have to get I don't know if they've changed how they grade stuff but right. man it's way higher it's yeah. way more competitive and it's way more challenging and it creates a lot of stress oh yeah. yeah well I mean put it this way when I did my undergrad which would have been in the late 80s right I was able to. So I lived at home. So my, you know, so I was funded. That made a big difference. Food, yeah. rent, right? But in terms of tuition and books, I would work some crappy summer job yep. and save up, and I had enough to pay tuition and and books. and books. Just having, I didn't have to work during the school year. Yep. I don't know a lot of undergrads that are in the same boat. You know, parents aren't aren't yeah who could who could float that right? Even if they're living at home. So, um, and it seems like recently, like. My wife went to law school. I did my MBA. It's 20 years ago already. It was more than we paid for undergrads, but still wasn't crazy. And I think law school now is something like 20 grand a year. Um, like how much would Paulette you know, have paid at the, at the time? She uh, I think we were paying maybe 6000 a year. But even that, that's a lot. Yeah. That might even, that might actually, so when I that went, might be high, actually. Now, law school has always been more expensive than an undergrad. When I, when I started my undergrad for engineering, it was $2,000 for the entire year. I know. Including books. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Like for the entire year. I know that's madness, right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and sure I would work some minimum wage jobs, but like beer money. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it sure helped pay for, for that tuition and stuff. Um, and, and my, my mom and dad would have flipped bill for any tuition sure. if I needed. Yeah. But the, the reality is that the ability to earn that amount is easy. Like to earn $20,000 a year over the course of four months, that's, that's a lot of money. Yep. Right. That's not a, that's not an insignificant yeah. amount. I know. Absolutely. I mean, if you, um, if you have four months of the year, that's the equivalent of, uh, that's the equivalent of a $60,000 a year job. That's what some people might earn on a good day starting after they get their university yeah, degree. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So, you'd have so to you know, again, it's sort of crazy because, uh, and I can't remember what our theme for today was. But oh, it's just, uh, Burning Man. We're going to talk yeah, about Burning Man. let's just run with what we're doing for now. Um, our our soon-to-be departed leader here provincially just a few weeks ago, I saw a, a news clipping where apparently he was saying a liberal arts degree is, is useless right now. This is a man who does not have any kind of university degree. Um, this is, that's the problem. And I think his logic might've been, you know, industry and, and these things don't pay for themselves. When I teach at management and, and organizational behavior and more and more around strategy, Corporations, you know, being a great technician is fine. Um, finance and accounting and, and technical stuff, computers can do that easier than being able to express clear expectations to an employee to come up, you know, with an ideation. And, and a lot of that is liberal arts based stuff. So we're in this weird position where well, I, I, those degrees are more and more expensive. They're not necessarily across the board value practical to a job right. but well, they are, but they could be but they're practical to society <laughs> exactly. so it's kind of like you have this civil society it runs a certain way there are certain expectations of behavior and all this stuff and you're avoiding <laughs> excuse me <laughs> and you're avoiding Ooh. certain types of uh so like like the whole thing about about uh why is some of the stuff that Donald Trump is doing because it evokes back to the Nazis? If you don't have a liberal education, you don't really know what that means. Exactly. Right. So, like, it just becomes rhetoric. It becomes like, oh, yeah, you're just throwing out the Nazi word. Like, yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened related to that. That's right. It, it wasn't just an overnight he took control. He did, he was thrown in jail. He was thrown in jail for an extended period of time. That's when he wrote Mein Kampf. Yeah. And that's when he, uh, I didn't know Donald after, Trump wrote Mein Kampf. Apparently, <laughs> he likes reading it. Yeah. This is what the only book he's read, I oh, think. Geez. Yeah. Oop, I yeah. No, I, uh, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, there's a, it's an old cliche about those who don't study history or, 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 do, or, or doomed, doomed to repeat, to repeat it. it. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, I, you know, just to go back to the question, I think there are elements where I certainly wouldn't want to go back. And this is what Kurzweil was saying, you know, you wouldn't want to go back 50 years right. or, or like we maybe have this, this rose colored glasses um, view Again, some of us, right? That's like Louis C.K. said about a time machine being white. He'd like to go back in time 
to any period, but he wouldn't want to go too far into the future. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm sure if you are a person of, of ethnicity or, or, or uh, a woman, uh, you probably would argue the opposite. You wouldn't necessarily want to go back in time. Well, honestly, you might not even want to live in this time <laughs> if you could, but uh, it wasn't better for everybody for sure. I think mean, there's small slivers that might've been better. Um, but I think overall we're, we're doing pretty well. You know, when you can pull back and say, well, beyond the day-to-day annoyance. Well, well I, I still think that uh, that our our generation did better than the generation before in general. Um, and I also am of the opinion, and, and I know that there's been lots of studies that have uh, indicated this is a popular conception, that there is a belief that our children will not do as well as we did. And we'll be the first generation in a long time where the generation following us hasn't won't have as great opportunities as we did moving forward right so, i mean i mean you can you can tie it to your specific circumstance but if you look at it more in general in terms of opportunities right i mean some people just you know for whatever reason like didn't work their way or something didn't happen the way it should so maybe they didn't do as well as their parents whatever but um but i think We'll have more opportunity. We had more opportunities, more abilities to screw up than, than our kids will. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and I think the internet really helps and technology really helps accelerate certain things, but it also makes things marginal or irrelevant that they weren't before. And yeah. Well, this is a big topic in our house um, because you know, we have young kids and you have a, a relatively young kids and boys are, are maybe a little bit more immune, but yeah, the technology, like the social media, the, the amount of uh, damage to mental health that comes out of social media oh, is pretty hard to calculate. Right. And, and you can go to the extreme stuff like people putting, you know, inappropriate pictures of themselves on the internet, but even just the constant bombardment of, of imagery and uh, everybody's has a more fun than you and everybody's prettier than you or more handsome than you. And well, what, I mean, it, it, it's a constant grinding on people's well, even, psyche. Even the and whole thing. When you're thing, 15, you're like, you know, the whole thing wow. of growing up with unfettered porn. I mean, I grew up, I mean, yeah, you had to find the magazine you had to somewhere. Work hard. You had to work hard to find, <laughs> you know. So you were looking at the Sears catalog to That's see if right. there was anything. Or somebody always had a, a a big old pile of a big old box of Playboys. Oh, exactly. Or whatever. But it was always but hidden. It was always hidden. It was always That's hidden. Right. You had to find it, yeah. and then it would get you know like. If you found, you might get some real dog-eared and hopefully just dog-eared uh, copies. Well, and a lot of it was, let's say, a lot of. I mean, there was some weird stuff. I think even back then, but yeah. but the access to that was pretty limited. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to see the mainstream lot. stuff. It was, it was, was like, it was oh, it's a naked still, woman. Still pictures. Right. It wasn't a lot yeah. of video until yeah. till later. Now, and then now oh, it's just man. like you, you just you can see. I mean, you can go on TikTok and you stop see stuff that's close. <laughs> Right, like uh, as long as they I don't think show anything. to be safe, you should almost always look up the meaning of a term before, <laughs> before you, you do a web search on something. Like, oh, what is it? Oh my god, that's I didn't know that's what that meant. You oh know? my god, you know, 
Yeah, I, I, there's been a few of those. Don't you British know, cuisine. Things, I'm going to look up teabagging. Don't look up teabagging. Don't look up. Not at work. Don't do it there. <laughs> oh my god. Ah. So you know. <laughs> so check the Urban Dictionary before you look. Before stuff you up. look, stuff especially up. things that your teenagers are talking about. You're like, oh, I wonder what that is. Oh my god, I wish I didn't know that now. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> things you can't unsee. <laughs> Or remove from your web browser at work. <laughs> Honestly, I just wanted to know what the kids were talking about. Yeah. yeah all right. You're yeah. gone. <laughs> well, we'll leave the, the topic that we were oh going my God. to talk. Pleasant about. stuff. This well, morning. you know, it, it, I, I do think I really do appreciate the comfort of a lot of... Uh, a lot of the things that we have access to, the ability to find things on the internet is so awesome because, yeah. I mean, even in the 90s, it was a chore. I mean, that was the time of the start of the World Wide Web. Yeah. And trying to search anything was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like you would, you would search and search and search and like you just may find some obscure reference. That's now. Right. The indexing is so extensive and the amount of information that's out there that, that our collective wisdom is much easier, easier to, um, to access through, yeah. through, through, uh, yeah. And, and for, yeah. sorry, you, I'm just moving this to, you wouldn't know it looking at some of the way certain people behave, but if you, if you want to access it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so this brings up this question of what Kurzweil is talking about, the singularity mm-hmm. and, you know, um, I mean, you can go way out in, in into the left field and uploading your consciousness, but but early stage would be a natural link between your mind, whatever whatever your, whatever your mind actually is, and and the internet. Well, and imagine a place where, like, you're just thinking, "Hey, did we ever see Peter Gabriel?" And the interlink immediately feeds you the memory. We're to the point where it becomes kind of seamless. But haven't we like, kind of almost started doing that anyway? So we have an incident, like case in point, where I go like, um, I think I saw Peter Gabriel, right? And my wife says, no, we didn't. And then we search through the computer. Right. And now the memory is... So we have Google Photos. So Lori, my, my wife has got both Google Photos and iCloud. So the, the photos are stored in two places. Right. But basically, we went to the date, and that's how we found out. So our memory is no longer in our brain. It's now on our computer. Yeah. So And the problem is, I think our knowledge, our knowledge is kind of going that way as well, where it's kind of a, um, for a lot of minor things we're not we're not retaining that information that's right we can just look at it Get up. into your car use the gps yeah exactly. although i think people would have argued that when Coper- uh, not copernicus when uh, gutenberg started mass producing books people would have probably argued oh now you're putting your memory in a book as opposed to keeping it in your head right because there would have been a time where let's say to be a a, a specialist in in whatever it would have been, you know, uh, apprenticeships and you would have carried all of this knowledge in your, and then here comes old Gutenberg with his fancy book, basically saying, you don't need to memorize all that stuff anymore. We'll write it down in this thing. And then, you know, whenever you want, I'm, I bet some of the old school guys would have been like, oh, that's a shortcut. And, you know, you're going to forget the the real essence of stuff. And people are like, no, we put in a book and, and look, there's a whole bunch of books. So now we can we can share a bunch of expertise. So, 
you know, maybe, and books have worked out okay. So maybe, you know, generally speaking, maybe it'll be the same where it'll be like, okay, what is it like to be a person of this ethnicity? And you can maybe go in and, and almost have a curated experiential uh, thing that would give you perspective. Maybe we'll get to that point. You're like, wow. Well, I do I think no idea. I do think the uh, better ability to record our experiences and share our knowledge really does help everybody if they're willing to look and listen. Right. Um, I do think that uh, I think that there are some people ah, that choose willing not to, to look and listen. Yeah. yeah. Because well, this is the thing. Like one of the things that uh, so so by next week we have this major event with with this board that I'm on. Oh yes. We have a, we're basically in the, the, our school board is in the process of potentially being hijacked. So by next, next week, when this actually airs, uh, one of two things will happen. Either I'll still be on the board or I you won't go. be on the board. Is it being hijacked by Christian nationalists? No, it's, ah, it's at least there's that. <laughs> it's, it's, but it is being hijacked by a group of motivated parents that are a little misinformed. Oh, oh, so they're misinformed mostly because uh, we can't disclose to them the information that they might oh, use okay. to uh, sure to become informed to become informed because right. we're bound by confidentiality and privacy legislation. Isn't that an interesting dilemma? So the dilemma is they are upset because we took an action where we terminated our principal, mm. and um, but we can't because you know stuff. We know lots of stuff, and it, it's a long list of stuff that we know. Right, and we are not allowed to uh, to disclose it. Right, because of privacy issues. Sure, or at least that's what my employment lawyer keeps okay. telling us. Maybe you need all a special master. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that would be good. Well, in fact, I guess we kind of did do that. We we uh, so as a board, so we had these. So a couple of things I, I learned that just as a bit of a backstory. Uh, so so maybe this is a two parter um, episode. So so. Um, in Alberta, when you have a society, um, you can pass like at an AGM new sets of bylaws. There's all right. these rules. You mean a, you mean an illegal entity? A legal entity society, that's a society, not a general society. No. So, but if you, uh, but as a society, when you do that, you yeah. have to register those new bylaws at corporate registry. Until you do, they are not in effect, even ah. though they've been passed by okay. members and all that stuff. Interesting, really. It is a requirement in Alberta. I didn't know this until within the last six months. And uh, so what... I bet a lot of people kind of let that slide. Right? They do, because it is all... Loop. It's kind of like your driver's license, right? They don't tell you anymore. They, oh, you need to do this. Right. Right. So there's an obligation on the society to record. There's all these obligations sure. for societies. So we are being handcuffed by this old set of bylaws that were used originally oh, to set up the, 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 the society. And it has very strict rules for certain things. So we're having to follow them and um, with this school hijacking thing. And um, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're, they're, they, have a, they have a pretty high bar to achieve. They might be able to achieve it. I don't right. Know. But uh, it's a it's a hard interesting. Well, hopefully that'll work out because it seems to be causing you some stress. 
Yeah, I've, uh, I, you know, I've, I've. And this is a volunteer position. The volunteer yeah. position. Well, and 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 I don't have the same skin in the game the other board members do because right. my son has moved to a different school. Sure. Um, I agreed. I was actually going to leave. They asked me to stay on to assist with right some difficulties that well the the whole thing with the the um. Uh, the principal um and so you are so i stayed and i felt quite committed to this group of um group of parents because right. they're really awesome yeah. and um you know there's been some really awful things said about them oh by these God. parents because they just don't know and they're scared and sure. frightened i understand that they're scared and frightened but uh but they're um the uh the problem is they they don't want to trust the board but the board can't tell them why sure so and and that's been so is the other party and the again, petitioners the, yeah but is the is the individual more free to speak then because obviously they're getting information from somewhere they're getting these impressions from somewhere yeah the 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 other individual is free to tell their story however they want to right right so you, you're basic we have the obligation they sure. don't and so that's interesting, right? Because that brings to mind, you sometimes hear somebody will take action or there'll be some legal battle with an entity, a corporation. And often part of the resolution is is a gag order. You know, you cannot disclose the internal stuff. That's probably exactly because you don't want some loose cannon running around saying. Well, and I'll be honest. And then they forced me to do this, that, and everything. And the company's like, no, we didn't. We, you know, we had an agreement. Well, and one of the things that's really weird, and and our board has been pretty good at this all the time that I've been there, is to treat matters that are confidential, confident with right. with confidentiality. Yeah, it's good. Um, we have to sign a non disclosure. We have all these these sure. uh, code of conduct. The really interesting thing is it became a problem in our school, uh, mm. where confidential stuff was not treated with that with that same level. In yeah. fact, people were so paranoid uh, about it that they were unprepared to disclose stuff because they were worried it would be disclosed to the wrong party. So it becomes functionally uh, unworkable. So everybody assumed that we were doing the same. And right. we haven't been. Okay. And so all of a sudden when they want to know, they go like why the hell won't you do it? like I don't know if you've ever if you've ever dealt with somebody that has like ADHD or in general is neurodivergent, if you have some sort of some sort of um, um, piece of information mm -hmm. and they know that it's there, it kind of becomes the all-consuming thing in their brain and they can't let it go. Right. And they will find 50 ways to Sundays to ask you ask you the question about, ask you questions until you, you, you kind of disclose something. And a lot of people will do that. So, right. But uh, it's, it's super... Um, yeah, we've, it's been really difficult to try and keep this under wraps. And all volunteer. Good for you. All volunteer. <laughs> yeah. I admire you, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what was really interesting is I had a former uh, board member. I chatted with him yesterday. And uh, he, was, he had invested a lot of money into the school because he really believed in the school. Not so much the principal, but the school. So, And he was not involved in any of what happened. And okay. I couldn't tell him why she let me we'd let her uh, the principal go and he said well i'm not surprised and he gave a list of why he thought she might have been when i did confirm or anything but he said uh, he said some really nice things about me oh yeah and uh that was a little bit almost a bit 
tough to take. I'm I'm so used to being abused. Right. <laughs> you kind of have this 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 protective armor associated with it that you're not you're not literally really taking. It. But when somebody sort of sneaks in by saying things nice, that's almost that's almost harder. It's like um, the analogy I have is like uh, if you have a uh, death in the family of somebody close to you, uh -huh. the thing that's the hardest is when people are nice to you. It's, oh, is that right? Yeah, it's absolutely the hardest. Because it feels like because they're being condescending? No, it's the opposite. I it's, brought you a sandwich. And you're like, why? Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's when people are nice to you, when when you're in a, a kind of a dark place or ah, a, you're dealing right. with grief, you kind of have this armor up. Sure. And then that niceness kind of sneaks its way oh, through and okay. really all right. of a sudden you become in touch with the feelings you're trying to repress. Ah, interesting. So it's kind of a interesting, um, for me, it was kind of. So, kind the, of, so the lesson there is don't be nice to people who are in pain. Well, no, thank you. Got it. Well, I think if you ever are going, I made to, a note. If you're going to a funeral, <laughs> if you ever go to a funeral, I will tell you that if you say, you know, sorry for your loss, people will have no problems managing that in general i mean they yeah. might be upset in general but um that's not as hard as somebody coming up and giving you a hug oh, it is like this interesting it is uh it is like that extra bit of just uh they're not saying anything you don't have to right. say anything sure it just uh or if or if yeah. you say like you know, I was thinking about you so i made you a sandwich or yeah it, yeah that kind of stuff just gets right by that that uh, that um, whatever that armor sure. is that you have that emotional armor yeah and uh it's it's tough so i mean i remember when <laughs> my dad passed away people would just show up on our front step with food oh yeah that's a big thing right like the baked food goods and yeah like casseroles wow and that was a lot harder like i i really appreciated it yeah. it was very nice Sure. Incredibly thoughtful. Um, it was harder to manage at the moment than you would expect. I can imagine. Anyway, yeah. so 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 when my dad was seventeen, he went to a funeral. No. And uh, you know, seventeen-year-old, typical, still a teenager, right? He went with his mom, and instead of saying my condolences, which is probably what he was practicing in his head when he got up to, and I don't know who passed away, but it was somebody close to them. You know, he said, my congratulations. <laughs> and his mother hit him. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and he remembers that 60 some odd, that's more like 70 years later. And he's still embarrassed. About I'm it. sure it's the, it's the retelling <laughs> of the story he remembers, but yeah, the, uh, <laughs> That always made me laugh. Yeah, my wife was. You can uh, just see it, right? Don't say the wrong thing. Don't say the wrong thing. My congratulations. Well, my Ooh. I remember my wife. Uh, <laughs> my wife was in Italy. So this would be thirty years ago. Okay. She went on a, a girls' trip only to Italy, and they were racing to get to their um, their hotel or their 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 bed and breakfast that they were staying. Yeah. And the they were and they were late. They oh, were yeah. really really late. But they arrived and, you know, you're trying your Italian or whatever. Yeah. And uh, um, what she was trying to say in Italian was, I'm so sorry. Okay. Right. And what she was saying was, I'm so happy. 
and she couldn't understand why the guy was having this weird look at, at her when when you know you woke me up you yeah, got me. yeah 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 i'm so happy i'm so happy yeah 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 when we were in italy I, we would phone <laughs> talking about the internet right there was no uh airbnb 20 years ago right so we were traveling around the whole country and every time we blow into town we have to the old lonely planet find a pensione and phone them and my italian was getting not bad but instead of telling people that i was we were interested i kept telling people that we were interesting <laughs> so no interessante i thought it was we are interested and finally one of them who spoke english said you know you're telling everybody that you're interesting uh, not that you're not but i just think maybe you're trying to say you're interested i'm like oh oh yeah okay thank you well it's like my my <laughs> wife and i we were going into this shop and we needed to means, come stay here i wanted to it was a gelato shop yeah so i wanted to get some peach juice okay right uh and um and i i can't even remember the pronunciation but there's I wanted to say peach juice. And I said, I think this is the right word. And she said, no, no, no. It's it's pesca. Pesca. Right? Ah, pesca is fish, though. So that's what the guy said. <laughs> so the guy, I asked for 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 pesca, a sumo de pesca. And, and he says, you really want fish juice? <laughs> he said it in English. Yeah. Going, no, I want peach juice. <laughs> we went Peche to, uh, versus pesca. Yeah, we and, went to a, uh, it was like a cafeteria-style restaurant. And the guy was going through all the meats. And then he said, Corniglio. And we were both looking at him. And he didn't speak English, right? But he could see we were confused. So he looked around and he went, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> like, oh, it's rabid meat. Okay. Sure, I'll try some of that. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> you know, I love, I love traveling and having those kinds of interactions. Because they're, they're the kinds of things that make for... Great stories and wonderful memories. So. All right, let's talk media super quick. Yeah, and, and then this, we'll wrap it up. Wrap this, uh, well, I did watch the latest episode of She-Hulk. Still not sure where it's going. It's got lots of fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Um, it's very, very sitcom-y in some ways. Yeah. That I'm not sure if I'm crazy If it really about. fits with the MCU. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, it is in line with the comic. So yeah. know, those who are purists, um, I don't know. I haven't watched the fourth episode yet. I, don't, I just don't know how it's building to what is going where it's going. Like, I don't know where what's it's going. the bridge to, right? Yeah, because they just didn't like they just released the the Thunderbolts, which is kind of the Dark Avengers, right? Mm -hmm. It's got uh, uh, U.S. Agent. You know, it's got a whole bunch of character uh, Yelena, um, Natasha's sister. Yeah, and so you can see, oh, that's why these were in these shows because right. they're they're building to, but they haven't really said what She Hulk is going to move on to. Like after this, like what is it creating a bridge to? So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like um, uh, with Ms. Marvel, they're bridging to the Marvels. The so. Marvels, yeah. So that and then probably some of her Phase Five stuff. So we just don't know yet. Yeah. But I love the actress who plays. She's Jennifer really good. Walters, I do think she's know? not as small as she's showing up, and she looks tiny well, because her, she's like, wearing these giant I was suits. Say, she wears these oversized clothing. Like I don't not. think she's that small no so. there's there's definitely some trickery going on there yeah. okay well i got one word for you stuber <laughs> who's stuber some friends of mine told us about this movie and we watched it on i think it was on netflix hilarious stuber stuber so it's uh dave bautista uh -oh. and i want to get his name right it's uh kumal 
uh, Nanajani. Oh yeah, who was, I, 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 uh, who was uh, he was in the Eternals. He was Kingo in the Eternals. Yeah, yeah. right. And so the the movie is a few uh, 2019, and basically it's it's like a cop buddy movie where Bautista plays this cop, and and uh, uh, Kumal plays a, an Uber driver whose name is Stu, and who's sort of like a meek kind of guy, and and people pick on him and they call him like his other employee. He works at a like a retail store where they call him Stuber, right? Absolutely hilarious, like ridiculous, silly. But really funny, like like kind of these one of these movies that how did it get under sleeper. the under the radar? Because it is very very good. Stuber. Well, that's really cool. So yeah. one of the things that so my favorite movie, it's interesting. My favorite movie is super obscure. It's called Run Lola Run. Oh, I've heard of this. So yeah, you've probably heard of it from me. It's, yeah, it's uh, hard to find. It's still yeah. it's still out there. Who, uh, who's in it? Uh, Frank Capotente. So yes. in um, in the um, who was uh, Bond girl, right? No, she not Bond. No, no, that's uh, Famke Jansen. Sorry. It, no, uh, but uh, in the the one with uh, Damon, uh, Matt Damon. Um, oh, um, Jason Bourne. The J, the Bourne. The Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So she he is she is the girlfriend. In, right. Uh, so she, that was after she did this Run Lola Run. Okay, that's what. So she... Run Lola Run. Uh, it's a German movie, German cinema. You know, I am not a huge fan of German cinema. Right. This is an amazing show. Okay. Like everything works with it. And um my wife was uh was listening to um to some some uh, uh what do you call it? electronic dance music, uh, EDM. And right. uh and and in in Run Little Run, there's some, and she said, you know, I remember that song. So she, she looked it up with the Google machine. On the Google machine. Yeah. And, uh, and we were listening to it and it like instantly brought all the, like, this is a very clever movie. Like it mm. is very clever. Um, uh, and it's not the same as Memento. Okay. I remember Memento is I backwards, do. Yeah. but Memento is very clever. Yes. This one is clever. Okay. And it is, uh, and, but it has this. I mean, it's run Lola run. She spends a lot of time uh, running, right? And there's a reason for it. And there's this this frantic pace, and the music just kind of works. Okay, I'll, I'll, and um, I'll check it out. I think uh, I think you rent it on Apple. Okay, and um, I I absolutely love it. I think it's great. It's funny because it came out in the '90s. So yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. is a lot older, but it still. I just listen to it, and I'm like, I. I like it is clever. I'll have to check it out. Well, we watched Pulp Fiction with our fourteen-year-old because he's been asking to watch it for a while. And, uh, <laughs> speaking of movies that kind of go in in non-linear time, and you know, it still holds up. It's still an amazing movie. So, uh, yeah, some of those oldie one, older movies are are really a good watch. So, yeah. yeah. In fact, I think I, I I was thinking about this. I think I'm gonna buy the. A copy on Apple, and because I want to be able to watch it, right? Sure, if it uh, whatever disappears. All right, well, let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah, um, that was good, good one today. Really good, like um, a little bit. Uh, not what we were. We didn't really talk about Burning. I mean, we'll talk about Burning we'll talk, Man next next time. next time. Yeah, because yeah. there's yeah, I was going to talk about we'll the ten principles of Burning, Burning Man studying on the uh, Google machine. Yeah, well, yeah. my wife. Yeah, that's been going on because we're hoping to go to Burning Man next year. But uh, there's a lot of preps. Burning Man. Oh, my God. That's an image of a guy on fire. 
that's not what I was looking for. No, there's a whole bunch. That little, uh, there's a whole bunch. That 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 Buddhist monk who burnt oh. set himself on fire in Vietnam. We don't want that. Well, it's interesting there. Well, just I'll just there there's a uh, there in uh, in the Expanse books there is a Buddhist that goes to do this when they're approaching the ring. In, oh in right. The, on the on one yeah. of the ships, there's all these religious. People that are there to go to the ring, and he goes and sets him on fire, and it, instantaneously the fire suppression system puts it all out because you can't have a fire on a spaceship. That's right. So it's just like instantaneously. So he survived. He did not die or anything. So hilarious. Yeah. All right, man. Okay. See you in a week. I'll see you next week. Sounds good. And we'll try and talk about Burning Man. Burning Man. Okay. Absolutely. I'll talk to you later. We'll make a commitment. Okay. Bye. Bye.